0: Samuel, 1 Samuel chapter number 10. And, uh, and hey, guess what? look at this right here. Look at this. Hospitality team right here. Seth Syslaw, head, head coffee taster. And, uh, hey, man, I took that off because it, it killed me here in a minute. It choked me or something. I, hey, man, that made me feel about 100 foot tall. Hey, man. Yeah, kind of like Mark Stroud said. He said his wife's about five foot tall, but he said she'll spray that perfume and walk through it. And come out on the other side about seven foot tall. Amen. <laughs> oh, yeah. And that's about how I feel right there with that. Hit coffee. And it was good tonight. Amen, sis. I mean, you want to talk about it. y'all treat somebody right. And when I walked in the door, everybody's looking for us. And uh, and, and the sis come to me. I, it might have been, yeah, been your cup of coffee. I don't know who I drunk after. But she just handed me a cup and said... She said, "Taste this right here. See if it's all right." Praise God, that's good stuff. And I forgot to get mine. Tap that makes me a cup before I go preach normally, and uh, and she had it made, and I I forgot it. Can you believe that? And so honestly, on the way up road, I was like, I didn't get my coffee. It's kind of like a, a, a you know a ritual to me now, <laughs> is drink coffee and and head to preach. Hey man, that's listen. I had I had about three cups yesterday, and I i done pretty good. I crammed a two-hour message in an hour and 20 minutes last night. That's a blessing. I told some of y'all to stand, and you didn't. I said, you're going to be here an hour and a half, and I'll keep my word. Amen. And so, yeah, that's why the preacher said, we're going to skip a lot of stuff. <laughs> because I know how I'm a pastor now. Yeah. yeah, Amen. But thank you for being here. And I just want to be a help. I really do. And I know some of the stuff might feel like an ouch, but it's truth. It really is. And I'm gonna be honest with you, the reason the reason uh, the reason I know it's true is because what I've said I've experienced. And I know it's true. And so I'm here to tell you, just just taste and see that the Lord's good. And the Lord's been He's been doing work in my life in just the last month. And it's sweet, it really is. And and I'm had a time, really, I'm having a time with just my study with the Lord. And I can't get enough of it. Man, five hours of the study goes by quick. Do you know that? And it's not long enough. And I was sitting there and I said, Tabitha, is it really 620? She said, 623. I said, we got to go. And so, but listen, if you can just get you a little long time with the Lord, man, he'll he'll change your life. I mean, just, just turn out the world and just close out the world. Amen. And figure out why you believe what you believe. That'll really help you. That'll really help you. And that'll let you solidify a lot of things in your life. Amen. And whenever I really started solidifying some things uh, in my life, the Lord started changing my life. Amen. In our family, my family's life—he's been so good to us. See, and I could just go on and on. How about the Lord's been good to us and met needs you wouldn't believe? Meet needs and just just blessed us beyond measure. And uh, and I just I appreciate the Lord. Amen. Amen. And let's look here. I'm going. I'm going to give you just a couple. Last night we looked at and I tried to bring out the relationship in the home and really of just keep, keeping your home together. And listen, the devil's wicked, and he's good at what he does, and he wants to split up homes. He does. He wants to, he wants to cut the line of communication between husband and wife. Don't, don't allow that. You, listen, uh, stay up and get... Uh, I'm going to give you this, but old, uh, old Billy Kelly, he said to him and his wife, never let the sun go down on the wrath. Uh, he said he always liked to stay up and have a good fight, you know? And so... <laughs> for what it's worth, you know? And uh, no, but don't, don't let that line of communication be, be, be severed. Keep it alive, amen? And with your children, uh, with your children, we, we listen a lot and I've learned a lot from a man by the name of S.M. Davis. I would encourage you to look him up. I would encourage you to get his material, invest in it, and it'll help you. It'll help your family. S.M. Davis. I don't know what his name is. He won't tell anybody. I call him Superman Davis. So (laughs) S.M. Davis. He's got a a website called Solve Family Problems. And a lot of those, listen, a lot of what you're hearing is fruit from him, honestly. And we've been around him quite a bit. And so I want to encourage you. That's a a great outlet there. Uh, Find some good good help. Say, man, that's what we've done. And we just grabbed a hold of them and, and applied it. And so I want to give you a couple of books here, real quick, before we get started. J.C. Riles got another book called uh, Thoughts for Young Men. Thoughts for Young Men. I found one copy of this and I've read it, and I we're trying to get it back in print. It was copyrighted by Howes uh, Anderson. And they didn't copyright it, but they printed it. They didn't put a copyright, and so I gave it to uh, my friend Caleb Garraway. Some of y'all know Caleb Garraway, and we're working on getting that that copy put back in print with Caleb Garraway, Remnant Ministry. He's going to have a foreword there, and uh, so we're helping him get that, but this is a good one. Uh, this is by somebody here, and this is this is King James, praise God, the vision for him. Uh, thoughts for young men. Man, listen, young men, your mind is messed up. I mean, it is, and I'm going to tell you, preacher, you don't know my mind. I've got a Listen, I'm only 36, all right? And so we have got to, we've got to be transformed by the renewing of our mind, all right? And so this book will help you. I'm telling you, thoughts, so you can get about $4 off of thrift books. Some of y'all read on tablets, and I, I'm not, I can't do that. that uh, Brother Todd McKinnon's one of my dearest friends. I talk to him every week, about every other day. And he, he's got, I mean, thousands and thousands of books on an iPad. and That's amazing. And so, but you can buy this book. You can probably get it for nothing on a, on a, you know, digital download, but thoughts for young men, thoughts for young men by vision forum, wonderful book. Another one's Dr. Jeff Owens put out a book on character. The one thing money can't buy, the one thing you can't afford to be without and that's character. Yeah. And I think brother Ryan Marlowe went through this book, and made lessons out of it. And so, uh, you can get in touch with him. Great book. He's got another, he's got a part two to that. Also, let me give you this one real quick. Anything I love by, uh, Stephen Maxwell, Stephen and Terry Maxwell, Titus two ministries is good stuff. And this is preparing sons to provide for a single income family. That, uh, this is good. This will help you. Uh, this, is, this is good for young men. Amen. do you know that your son, your son can save up enough money to purchase his first house and be debt free? Don't look at me like that. Right. Absolutely. And what a blessing if you'd start investing in that. Amen. And, and start investing in that while they're younger. And so this is this is a great, he's got another book on how to buy your first house debt free. And so young men, listen, start. Amen. I'm not here to talk about finances, but I'm saying that uh, money's money's not the enemy. It's the love of money. But yeah. money's a tool, and you got to have it to get through this life. I'm sorry, you do. You got to work, man. You got to work. Yeah. That's become a four letter bad word, Adam. Yeah. But you got to work. Yeah. And the quicker you can, the quicker you can start working, the better. Amen. Yeah. And so uh, you tell you young and save. Amen. Save your money. And then whenever you get, you know, 82 and you need it, you got it. Praise God. Amen. And whenever they get married, that's what I was thinking, amen, brother. So anyways, I just thought I'd give you that and what it's worth. And I don't have any more copy. But if you want to take a picture of that or, or look at it, you, you're welcome to. But anyways, let's look here at 1 Samuel chapter number 10. Here's what I want to talk on tonight. The last night was the relationship in the home. But tonight, I want to look at the responsibility in the home. And so many, many have said this, and, and we, or we've took it to heart, this saying, many, many like the product, but they do not like the process. Yeah. And y'all know that, right? I like that Amish bread, but that two or three day deal that you got to squeeze the bag, open it and blow in it and put on, that, that's hogwash. Just somebody make it and bring it to the house. Yep. Amen. Yep. And that's the way I, amen, brother Wayne. Praise God, brother. Last night you fixed me up, amen. And, uh, or mama fixed me up, amen. Sent me home with a strawberry cobbler and it didn't last, amen. We had singing, shouting, went home at strawberry cobbler, amen. Well, we had a good time. And so I like that. That's a blessing from the Lord. Isn't it? But so many people, listen, uh, they, they love they love the product, but they don't acknowledge the process uh, that it many hours go into a home. Many hours. Yeah. If you've ever restored a car, you know that many long hours go into that. Amen. Yeah. And so when you're seeing that car at that car show, you're like, oh, that's nice. And that man's like, nice. <laughs> that's all. Amen, brother Abel. Brother Abel just learned how to play that fiddle overnight, you know? Caitlin learned how to play that. These guys that do that, they just learned how to do that overnight. No, they didn't. It's a process. Your skill that you've given. Guess what? It's took a process. It's a process to get there. Amen. I remember Philip Moore telling me, he said, I think it was him. uh, He said, listen, every message you preach, it took a lifetime to put it together. And so it didn't just happen overnight. It's a whole, and you teachers, you preachers, God has used your whole life. And you might sit down and say, well, Lord, it took me five minutes to write this out. No, no, it took years of the Lord working in your heart for you to put that together. And so many people like this process. And I'm going to tell you this, that to to anything that's worthwhile, there's a process. Isaiah chapter number 53 addresses a process, really. And uh, can I just read just a little bit? Y'all can quote this, but you know, I've turned there. Who hath believed our report? And who, to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? Y'all know this. He shall grow up before him as a tender plant, as a root out of a dry ground. He hath no form nor covenants. And when we shall see him, there's no beauty that we should desire him. He is despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And he, he, we hid, as it were, our faces from him. He was despised. We esteemed him out. Surely he hath borne our griefs carried our sorrows, yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. He was wounded for our transgressions, bruised for our iniquities. Chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. All we like sheep, all we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way. The Lord hath laid on him the iniquity of us all. He was oppressed, he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. Brought as a lamb to the slaughter, as a sheep before a shears is dumb, so he opened not his mouth. He was taken from prison and from judgment. Who shall declare his generation? For he was cut off out of the land of the living, for the transgression of my people was he stricken. He made his grave with the wicked, and with the rich in his death, because he had done no violence, neither was there any deceit in his mouth. Man, that's suffering, isn't it? I'm talking about that's the process. I'm talking about there was some suffering going on in those first 10 verses, but then it starts in verse number 10. Yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him. And what do we see? We see from 10 to 12, uh, we see a, we see a transformation. Now he hath put on him to grief, uh, whom shall make his soul an offering for sin. He shall see his seed and he shall prolong his days. The pleasure of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. See, you see these, it, it changes here. And so it talks about the Lord crying. That's what he's talking about. Isaiah is prophesying through the the foreknowledge of God of what Jesus would go through. And he talks about the suffering that he goes through. And Jesus suffered. Before there was satisfaction, he suffered. I'm going to tell you, it's no different with us. Before there's ever satisfaction, there's got to be some suffering. There's no shortcut to satisfaction. Do you know that in life? In the home, in business, in the Lord's word, did y'all know that man? When that choir got up here and sing, you know why I like it because I didn't put anything into it. Amen. Right. And so it'd be easy for us to sit back there that wasn't singing and, sing, and be like, "Well, they, they'd cut that off, or he'd hang that out." you know why? Because you didn't invest in it. Well, you go. Amen. Yes, Amen. And so I used to tell my young people, Brother Brandon, uh, I know they're they're getting it right now to go to this uh, youth uh, youth conference. And, uh, and we used to do that. But then for the last two or three years, I said, we ain't going to do none of that. I said, if you want to go, you got a year to make money and pay your way. Now, listen, every church's different. And don't look, every, everybody's different. Amen. That's just the way the Lord impressed on me. The last two years uh, that we went, I said, here's what you're going to do. I said, and I started naming off different ones, get with one people in the church. said, he needs weed eating done. They need that done. You go to work. Yeah, it's good. Amen. And then they invested into it. That's right. You see, I like what they're doing out here. I saw young girls out there. What were they doing? They were looking at, what were they doing? They were investing in that. Amen. And why? Because if you invest in something, listen, the satisfaction to come after, you'll appreciate a lot more. Amen. When that choir got to singing and y'all up here singing, y'all heard those different parts and Brother Brandon put in uh, time and sweat and tears and staying up at night. Amen. Putting it together and he's thinking it's, it's here. Hey Amen. Amen. Why? Because that suffering, that studying, that, that all, all came together and made it satisfy. Sunshine comes after the clouds. You see, light came after darkness. The Lord said it was dark, right? He said, let there be light. Listen, flowers come after rain. A child comes to a mama after labor. A paycheck comes after work. It's supposed to. <laughs> <laughs> Running comes after walking. Walking comes after falling, right? A meal comes after preparation, you see. Yeah. And so there's always a time of suffering. So I'm going to try to get you and help you tonight. Listen, listen if, we're, if we're going to have a home that's fit uh, for, for the glory of God, there's some suffering that goes on. That's right. there's, yes, there's some suffering that goes on. There's some responsibility that has to be put into it. Now everybody wants this satisfaction before or no suffering, but that's not God's order ever. It's not. You say, well, preacher, I've got salvation. But it costs somebody something, you see? Yes, Nothing's free in the world. Right. Nothing's free. God's wrath was not withholding. It was all poured out on Christ. You see, there's nothing free. There's always a suffering. You want good grades in schools, young study. and yeah. Yeah. study. Suffer a little while. Suffer a little while. Uh, you want to be respected? You know what you do? You be respectful. Show respect. Right. If you want to be a leader, uh, serve. Suffer a little while. You want to know God's word? Read it. Right. Hey Amen. Study. Meditate. Suffer a little while. So I used to get, I think, how the preachers preach like that? Your preacher's one of my heroes. Amen. Amen. Man, I love to watch him preach. When I, when I see him preach, I want to preach. Amen. You know? But, but if you don't have a message, you see, you say, I want to preach like that. Study, read, meditate. I tell young men that are preachers, and thus, I say, are you preaching anywhere? No, I don't have any engagements. I say, get a message ready. Amen. So if you don't have something to say, God's not going to give anybody to tell it. But if you'll get something to say, God will open the door for you to tell somebody. Amen. Amen. And so listen, if you, want a, if you want a good job that you enjoy and it's profitable, work. Yeah. Suffer If you've got to start at the bottom, start at the bottom. Right. Amen. And you Work your way up. Suffer a little. You want a happy marriage at last and a family that's moving forward? Work on it. So yeah. You've got, you got to suffer a little while. Hey. Amen. Yeah. We've got to suffer. Do you want a family that brings glory to God? There has to be some suffering. Amen. There has to be from everyone some responsibility given and fulfilled in order to have satisfaction later. You might say, preacher, we're working. Man, we're suffering now. Can I tell you? Joy comes in the morning. Keep going. Amen. Amen. There's some things it seems like you suffer at and you want God to bless and he will. Don't, don't, don't faint. Because in due season, you're going to reap a harvest. Amen. Well, let's look here at 1 Samuel chapter number 10. And um, I'm going to read through these verses. Can we stand just a minute? Hey, man, you'll want to. (laughs) Oh, yeah. When I get in preach mode, I don't know what happens. So if you get up, walk around or. I've had people leave, and I don't know who's left. I get in preach mode. Amen. Amen. And so we're going to get there in just a little while. I pre- I really do appreciate it. And I really love you. I'm saying I really love you, and I want what's best for you. Amen. And so I'm trying to find everything that the devil gives to it, and I'm trying to just knock it in the eyeballs, what I'm trying to do, and uh, give it to you. And listen, what I say to you, I say at my church, all right? I'm not the one that comes bring and brings something. No, I, I preach at my church. And I love my people, amen. God's give us a good people, and I love them. And some of them are watching, so thank you all for watching. I love you, the ones that are watching. But let's look at 1 Samuel chapter number 10, starting in verse number 17. What's happened here if the people of God have wanted a king? In 1 Samuel chapter number 8, God tells Saul, he says, look, you're going to give them, uh, I'm sorry, he calls Samuel, he says, well, you're going to give them a king. His name's Saul. He said, give us a king." That's what he said. We want to be, man, that's a message there in 1 Samuel 8. We want to be like the world. Can we go there? You're just one finger. Chapter number 8. Chapter number 8 and verse number 5. One of the saddest verses in the whole Bible. Said unto him, behold, thou art old, and thy sons walk not in thy ways. Now make us a king to judge us like all the nations. We want to be like the world. You know, the Lord said, uh, the, the Lord, Jehovah God, he says, I'm your king. I give you judges. And they said, we don't want that. We're seeing the world do like this. And that's what we want. Now, now Samuel, make us a king. Listen, boy, you boys are getting old. They ain't, they're not, we don't like them. We, we, why, don't you, well, why don't you make us one uh, like they got over there in Egypt? Ain't that something? And we want, whenever we win a battle, we want to put him up on a horse and parade him around and say, oh, look at our king sad verse. Well, God give them, God give them desires of their heart, didn't he? That's where we're at in chapter number 10. And we're going to see the calling here of where he calls Saul and he appoints Saul and the lot's chosen to him. The Bible says in verse 17, Samuel called the people together unto the Lord to Mizpah. He said unto the children of Israel, thus saith the Lord God of Israel, I brought up Israel out of Egypt And delivered you out of the hand of the Egyptians and out of the hand of all the kingdoms and of them that oppressed you. And you have this day rejected your God, who himself saved you out of all your adversities and your tribulations. And you have said at him, Nay, but set a king over us. Now, therefore, present yourselves before the Lord by your tribes and by your thousands. When Samuel had caused all the tribes of Israel to come near, the tribe of Benjamin was taken. And when he had caused the tribe of Benjamin to come near by their families, the family of Matri was taken. And Saul, the son of Kish, was taken. And when they saw him, he could not be found. Therefore they inquired of the Lord further, if the man should yet come thither. And the Lord answered, Behold, he hath hid himself among the stuff They ran and fetched him thence, and when he stood among the people, he was higher than any of the people from his shoulders upward. He was a tall man. And Samuel said to all the people, See ye him whom the Lord hath chosen, that there is none like him among all the people. And all the people shouted and said, God, save the king. Let's pray. Lord, we love you. Oh, we need you. I need you. I'm just dust. I need unction from the Lord, from the Holy Spirit. I want you to be welcome here. In me, do a work here, in Holy Spirit of God, do what I can't do, and that's arrest the attention of the hearer. Transform us by renewing our mind unto Your Word. Make us more like Jesus. Our families need You. My home, my home needs You. I pray You do a work in my family, my home, that would be pleasing to the Lord Jesus. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank You. you can be seated tonight. This is a very, very different time in history. I'm going to break it down and just kind of preach through these verses, kind of, and, and kind of just give to you my heart here and expositionally go through these. Number one, I want you to see the responsibility that's at hand. There's a, a change is coming. And what's going on here? Well, Israel's first king is getting ready to be named and brought to the front. We see that in verses 17 through 21, what we just read. There's a change coming. Did you know whenever you stepped out and you uh, you you started a family, that was a great change, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. That was a big change. That was one of them changes where people kind of tell you about, but really, you really don't know what to expect until you, until you really get in it, you know. And, and I'm for premarital counseling. I've had to do it, and I enjoy that. I try to hit everything I can. And so I'll, I'll, I'll give them heads up. You better find Well, we will when we get there. And I said, no, 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 no. You need to, you need to nail this down now. Yeah. Number one thing that splits up a home is finances. And so I'm big. Uh, you, need to, you need to figure this out. And don't let money come between you, you know. Yeah. And so we, we hit on that. Number two is how to rear children or how to discipline children. That's the number two uh, uh, problem in homes and what splits homes. So I say, listen, how are you going to do this? And we met with a family not long ago and how are you going to discipline your children? Well, we don't have children. I know, but, but let's go ahead and solidify how you're going to do that. Amen. And let's go ahead and get it figured out before that. You know? I am for preventative theology, not corrective theology. See, we're real good at, we're real good at knowing 1 John 1 9. Why? Because we already know we're gonna mess up, but what about Romans 6 through 10? Yeah. You know? Shall we sin where grace may abound? God forbid. What about preventive theology, you see? And so I'm trying to prevent things from happening, but there was a, a great change coming right here to Israel. Number two, they were choosing a king. And we see that in verses 20 through 21. They, 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 they sought for him. And Samuel, it says in verse number 20, caused all the tribe of Israel to come near him. The tribe of Benjamin was taken. There's a, they had them all together. Then he says, all right, the Lord has chosen the tribe of Benjamin. I don't know why I always think of Benjamin. He was known. You study out Benjamin. We did that going through all the brothers there. He was known for being a good a slingshot man, you know, And the whole tribe was known for that. That's pretty neat, isn't it? That don't help the message, but I just thought that was kind of neat, you know? (laughs) It said, Benjamin, that tribe was taken. He said, come near. Well, then verse 21 says, when he calls Benjamin to come near, uh, their families, the family of Matri or Matri was taken. And then Saul, do you see here in verse 21, the son of Kish was taken. And when they sought him, he could not be found. So what are they doing? They're choosing a king. Samuel said, all right. Samuel tried to warn them. You don't want to Listen, you don't want a king. And they said, oh, we really do. We thought about it. No, you really hadn't thought about this. He said, because listen, that tractor that's out in your shed, if he wants it, he'll come get it. That's what he says. If you'll read it. They don't have tractors, but they had animals. Look at me like that. Y'all just see, you think the Bible's boring. No, you read it boring. Amen. When I see oxen, I see John Deere, praise God. Amen. Amen, brother. When I see Ash, and when I see I see a car sitting out in the parking lot, and he tells them, listen. If he wants that, he'll come and get it. And if we ever go to war, he'll come get your youngins. Yes. I'm just warning you, don't want a king. And they said, well, we, we, we've thought about it. Samuel says, have it your way. You know, preachers like that a lot of times. He's like, listen, I beg you, just do like this. Preacher, we've prayed about it. You haven't prayed about it. Right. And if the Bible's against something, don't even pray about it. Yes. Don't even pray about it. Yes. Preacher, I think I ought to marry her. Was she saved? Well, not really, but I've been praying about it. Don't pray. Stop. That's right. You know, just stop. Don't even pray about it. Don't, don't, if it's against the Bible, don't, don't pray about it. That's right. I mean, if God's for it, sometimes you don't even have to pray. I know in all things, give prayer and supplication by Thanksgiving, let your crest be known to God. I know that. But they some things just pretty blunt in the Bible. Amen. Preacher, I've been praying about witnessing to my brother. Quit. Just do it. Quit, you, see, we use that as an excuse, don't we? Yes. Preacher, I've got a coworker. I've been praying about witnessing. Him. He's going to die and go to hell, so you just pray. No. It's, the Lord said do. You see? And so you, there's some things you got to pray about. But they're, they're like, no, we, we know what we want. So this sinner had a friend used to go on, on mission trips with me everywhere. And I'd call him, hey, Tyler, he might be watching. Hey, Tyler, I'm going to Honduras. You want to go? Uh, What dates? And I'd check and he'd say, "Short." I'd say, you don't need to pray. He said, no, the Lord already said go. So if my dates are open, I'll go. Then we both got married and we just quit going. (laughs) (laughs) Amen. He was a dear friend. I love him. We were in Mexico one time on another mission trip. We're laying in bed, staring up underneath our bunk beds. And he's over here on the bunk bed. And he said, Seth, I said, yes, sir. You miss Tabitha? So i gonna be honest with you, no pride in me. I miss her. I said, That's what I'm sitting here. I'm thinking about, it, you know, family. I said, I miss her. And just I seriously, said, yeah, I do too. <laughs> I just kind of looked at him. And he just kept looking up. <laughs> oh. Well, she is a good one to me, I said. <laughs> Amen. But I love him. But anyways, listen, there's a choosing a king here. There's choosing a king. A change is coming. You're choosing a king, but then there's chatter in the community. Look what happens in the community. And when they saw him, look at verse 22. When they saw him, he could not be found. Now, there's a great change. I'm talking about they're choosing a king, a man who's responsible to fulfill the position, and the word is he cannot, could not be found. I mean, listen. If you're gonna if you're gonna miss an appointment, don't miss that one. We get to crown you king. And Samuel Samuel's already kind of giving him a heads up. And what's at? He's not there. I mean, how do you how do you pick a man that you know already going to be the king, and he, he's not there? And here's where the Lord's got us going this evening. There's responsibility in the home. And when we look at each other and each area of responsibility and who it is that God has chosen for that responsibility to be filled, so many times we look and they can't be found. Where's the daddies? That's right. Amen. Where's the mamas? Amen. Whenever we look for them, we look at these homes and we say, well, what's going on here? What's going on? I see what's going on. And a lot of times you can't find them and they're gone. And so we see this; uh, we see the responsibility at hand. But I, I want to look at verse twenty-two through twenty-three. Look what he says. Therefore, they inquired of the Lord further <laughs> if the man should yet come thither, and the Lord answered, "Behold, he hath hid himself among the stuff." They ran and fetched him thence, and when he stood among the people, he was higher than any of the people from his shoulders and upward. Can I tell you? We've seen the responsibility at hand; they were choosing a king, but, but why? What's the reason that he hid? And so I'm going to give him a shadow of a doubt why he may have hid. Maybe, number one, maybe he was scared. I mean, how would you like to be a king over this people? And maybe he said, I'm unprepared. I can't do this. Y'all ever been that way? Man, I've been there. Yeah. I can't do I'm, I'm not I'm not ready for this. I'm scared. Maybe number two, that maybe he wasn't scared. Maybe he was selfish. Maybe he just says, I don't want to do this. Maybe it was just total unbelief. I don't believe this. Either way, listen, we don't know why he may have hid, but we do know this. Where he hid, look what he says where he hid in verse number 22. He says, the Lord answered, behold, he hath hid himself among the stuff. Whoa. Stuff. That's a real good word. <laughs> I'm gonna go to the store. Can I get you anything? Give me some stuff. <laughs> you know? Nothing even direct, nothing, uh, nothing direct. Not, I mean, if it could have said he is hid behind an oak tree or if he's hid uh, in a car, or if he's hid behind a, uh, do y'all say Chester drawers or chest of drawers? <laughs> <laughs> you, you ever thought of that, Abel? I see, around here, uh, I, you know, you go to yard sale, how much you want for that Chester drawers over there? And so, I mean, they could have put in here Chester drawers, brother. chest of drawers, come on now. Chester, he could have been hiding. He could have been hiding in a behind the behind the curtains. But it says the stuff, and so we don't know we don't know why he hid, but we know where he hid. And I say this sometimes. Often, it's our stuff, our stuff that that kind of hinders us from being uh, uh, where we need to be at in our responsibilities. I'm talking about it. We're talking about it in the home tonight. God's placed on us a responsibility in the home. I'm the, I'm the father in my home. I'm the husband in my home. I'm the, I'm the, I'm the one that God has placed our leadership in our home. And if I'm not being responsible there, where am I? If my wife is the keeper at home and she's the uh, the protector in the home while I'm there, you see, and so hey, if there's something missing there and if she's not being responsible, where is she? Where is she? Children have duties in the home. And if they're not being responsible, where are they? But sometimes, listen, sometimes it's just stuff that hinders us. Daddy, why ain't you being a daddy? Well, I've got stuff going on. Let me give you a good definition of stuff. This is crazy, ain't it? Webster in 1828, he had since then, here's what he said. He says, stuff is a mass of matter, indefinitely, or a collection of substances. It says this, as a heap of dust, of chips, or of dross. Stuff means goods. Stuff means that which feels. Anything. So here's the deal. Saul was hiding among stuff. Stuff was blocking him from filling his responsibility. Stuff. Nothing in particular. Just stuff. And so I'll tell my children whenever I get home some days and, and I ran out this morning, had to do some visiting this morning and run out and I come back and say, youngins, what you do? What have y'all been doing? You know, stuff. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> stuff. And you look back on your day, do y'all do that? And I'll look back and say, Lord, that's a, this is the only, listen, today's the, the 17th, today's the 17th of May, 2021. This is the only day you'll have like this. Yeah. And so I look back on my day and I say, what have I done today? I'll do that when I get home tonight. I'll analyze my day. What have I done today? What have I done today for the cause of eternity? How have I invested in eternity? And so what have I got done then? Well, what have I got to do tomorrow? Brother Jamie Smith, he helped me on this. And he said, he, this year's back. He's my dear friend. He, uh, he said, he said, Seth, I start my tomorrow today. Because the evening and the morning were the day. He said, so I go ahead and get ready for tomorrow to, in the evening. That's, that's helped me. But, but what have we done? Saul was nothing in particular. We're, we're, we're at a home conference We're all given responsibility in the home, but the question is this. What is it that's causing us not to fulfill our responsibilities in the home? Mostly stuff. Are you with me? Saul had no reason to hide. I've tried to find a reason he would hide, the only ones I've already named. But listen, we have no reason to hide from our responsibilities. We have no reason to hide from mine and your relationships when it comes into the home. And so, men, what is it? I've tried to find out, men, if our stuff is causing us to hide from being a father or a husband, then we need to recognize what stuff is. Amen. Amen. I mean, write down and say, I didn't get anything done today. What happened? What stuff was I involved in? I didn't get to, I didn't get to pray with my children today. And so, and so, what was it? What stuff was it? I didn't tell my wife she's beautiful today. What was it that took my time from, 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 from saying that? Wife, I didn't get to acknowledge my husband or, or I didn't get to acknowledge my children. What was it? You see? What is this stuff? And I'm going to tell you what, Satan will fill your life with stuff. I mean, stuff that don't matter. Why? Because all it is is matter. It's just stuff. Let me give you this. Men, men, here's some stuff that I start thinking about for men. I've got more for men because that's what I am, praise God. Amen. Amen. Okay. I, don't, I don't know them big words. You know, one person said, are you, are you heterosexual or homosexual? I said, I'm a man. Amen. Because in the beginning, God created the man and the woman. You see, don't even, don't even fall into their language they make up. Yeah. That word wasn't even made up until the 1900s. Y'all know that? Ain't that something? In yes. 1970, 19, 19, help me, Lord, right there, 79, I believe it was, 75 or 79. Homosexuality was a mental disorder, a perversion of the mind. You can look it up in the encyclopedia. The next year, it said, you look at the encyclopedia, it says alternate lifestyle. They don't even use their language. If they say, what do you say? I'm a man, bless God. That's what I am what's your partner? She's a woman. You know? Don't even fall into them. Don't even, I mean, don't even give them a time of day. Don't, don't play their game, praise God. This just, you, amen. Stick with old stuff, praise God. Amen. That works, don't it? I feel, I feel preached right there. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. You know what? Listen, they're trying to, they're trying to knock our, our young men down. This ain't in right here. I just saw a rabbit. And they're trying to make our young men become more feminine. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You better, you better watch that, mess, too. That, that Hollywood, you better, you better cut that out. Every sitcom's got a sodomite in it. Oh, yeah. Why? Because they can say, well, you can be friends with that. You can't be friends. You know what that crowd said? Here's what that crowd said out loud on television. They said, we will have your children. That's what they said. Brother. Yeah. And I want to look at them and say, over my dead body, you'll have my children. Oh my amen. God. Amen, Brother Jacob. Amen. And that needs to be some mom and daddy say, my young boy, is going to be a, he's going to be a dirt-eating, uh, a gun-shooting, a, gun a knife-wearing, a suit and tie-wearing, and a, a, a Bible-thumping young man. Amen. That felt good. Thank y'all. Uh, amen. That's right. That's exactly right. Amen. And they're going to do the same thing with your young young girls. And they're going to say something to them like this, well, you're missing out because, you know, men, they've got a bigger advantage. Bigger advantage. I ain't never seen a man give birth to a baby. I mean, what playing field are we on? Are you with me? I ain't never seen, listen, I ain't never seen a man stay up all night with a baby that's got a fever of 100 degrees. Amen. Amen. I ain't never seen a baby. I ain't never seen a man do like that. Right. They'll try to mess up your young ladies. That's right. You better watch out for Amen. it. Absolutely, friend. Yeah, right. Well, let's get back. Come back. Come back. <laughs> Amen. That felt. Thank y'all for letting me do that. Right there, <laughs> by the way. Amen. Don't don't fall into them though. Whenever they ask that question, where are you? Just I mean, just tell them. Praise God. Just go ahead and tell them. Amen. Amen. That's right. Amen. That's good, ain't it? That's all right to say. Ain't it? Thank y'all. I mean, y'all are helping me. Praise God. Amen. I didn't even, I didn't, I ain't even packing right now because I knew if y'all get through last night, I wouldn't have to worry about it. <laughs> oh yeah, I was last night, praise God. Amen. I'll play around. And now I knew Brother Ricky be up here on the front. I ain't gonna worry about it. Amen. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Might, I might be watching on that. I'm gonna pack tomorrow though, praise God. <laughs> oh yeah, I've been to some places where I'm th- I don't know what to do. I'll leave it back there with Elijah. I I'll, I'll say, son, watch this gun. If anybody does anything crazy, just unload on it. <laughs> That's exactly right. And he didn't look at me and say, Daddy, what is that? He knows what's happening, you know? Absolutely, friend. He's not caring tonight <laughs> That'll get you in trouble in the world, but I ain't lived for the world. Amen. That's right. Listen, the Lord told me to protect him young and protect my wife, and I'm gonna do it. Amen. That's absolutely right. Listen, we're near stateful. Stateful's getting crazy. Amen. I'm gonna tell you that. Y'all better watch out. If you're seeing the perverts just riding around and looking at you, I mean, don't just, we're going to call somebody. Some of y'all be men. Go talk to them. Yeah. Say, so what are you doing riding around here looking at these young'uns? Yeah. Right, that's exactly right. Yeah. If they say, well, I'm just, well, I'm just nothing. You ain't got no youngins. You need to get on up out of here. Yeah. That's, our, that's exactly right. Because yeah. I'm, I'm warning you, if my wife comes over here, she will eat you. <laughs> oh, Yeah. That's exactly right. Well, that stuff happens. I'm telling you, that stuff happens. Yeah. And I, I I already said, if it happens up Wilkes County or near Elkin, I'm gonna call to three different people, go after them. Say, hey, there's somebody riding around. You know how they put it on the computer? Somebody riding around in the Walmart parking lot, and they've been known. They're riding this car. Why? Don't don't type it. Just go block them in. Some of y'all's got them big trucks. I mean, just run all up on them and say, what are you doing here? That's exactly right. Tell them we ain't gonna happen to that mess. But well, we got to get back to that, don't we? Now, I can't do it, but I can endorse it. I'm, I'm supposed to not be a brawler. But I can get it going, can't kind I, of, brother? <laughs> That's qualifications of a bishop, not a brawler. But I can get it going. I don't know it Don't say it about a deacon, does it? He can call you deacons. Hey, come here. Come here. You need to you need come do something about this. He's tall, too. You better hit him in his knees, praise God. I'll call y'all, praise God. Hey, man, we got to keep... Listen, we're going to be here for two hours. Y'all don't stop. Y'all right? Yeah. Amen. Let's look here. Stuff. I'm talking about stuff that men stuff that men might hide in uh, that that stop our responsibility in the home. Men, it's your responsibility that your wife she ought to think she's the she ought to think she's the, the the queen of the world. Amen. That's your responsibility. Right. And if you fail to do that, somebody will do that. Right. And so that's your responsibility. there's some stuff that men hide in. Can I give you this number one? Could be toys. And men will say this, I've got to have some me time. That sounds manly, but it's not biblical. Quit hiding in your toys. It you it see? And so I turned with a wood lathe, and I like to do that. I hadn't done it in months now. But that's my that's my that's my therapy, is to get down there and do that. And I used to think, well, this is my little spot. And the Lord convicted me of that and said, no, 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 it's not. And so now my babies are down there right in the middle of it. I mean, eating cedar shavings and everything. It's all over. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Yep. And you go look in our little place where we do that, and there's stuff everywhere. But you know what? Uh, that's our spot there. Yep. And so, listen, if you've, got a little, if you've got toys, let your family enjoy them with you. Amen. 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 I'm talking about hunting could be some of your stuff. One man said this to me. That's how I provide for my family. Listen, I could buy a full-grown cow and a hog for what most pay for rifles and four-wheelers and Amen. camo and then spray stuff on you. <laughs> You know, y'all do that. Y'all do that. We don't do that at my house. No, we hunt out the out. (laughs) We hunt out the window at the house. Only Elijah. Amen. Amen. You see, Mama didn't raise but one dummy, and I'm not him. (laughs) So we add on our house. We. we, uh, we got a spot there over the garage, and uh, Elijah shot a deer last year, and it was like this. We're sitting there watching the deer. There he is, Elijah. You see him? Yeah, I see him. Daddy, I'll go to the bathroom. I said, That's fine. Why are we whispering? We're in the house. So he goes to the bathroom. I said, hey, son, you better hurry up and come. i mean in the bathroom. Here's our window. Here's the bathroom. Hey, son, he's turned broadside. You don't get out here. And I, okay, daddy, I'm coming. <laughs> and the girls downstairs, ah, he got it. <laughs> That's exactly right. That's exactly right. But I'm saying this, don't, don't hide. Don't, don't, don't make that be your stuff. I heard one man say this, and we I paint houses. I'm a liquid color application specialist. And so uh, I heard some people say, I heard some people, and we'll paint their man cave. And they'll say, that's my place. Ain't no kids coming here. My wife knows when I'm in there. You don't mess with me. I say, yeah, go ahead there, buddy. That'll help you. you know, that'll really strengthen a family, you know. How about this, the work? You know, most could be at home and with their family more if they wouldn't worship work. You're right, yeah. Or if they wouldn't make it a priority over their family, work. I, I'm all for working. I mean, I'm, I'm, I was, It was drilled in me to work. One of the reasons I don't golf is because it was a sin in my house. Honestly, Dad said, son, if you got time to golf, you got other, you got time to do other stuff. And that's the way that's why I was raised. Y'all, not a sin. Don't get me wrong. But I just never knew it when I was little how to do the stuff, you know. And so we didn't get into it. So I was I was I was I was I work, amen. I liked going to work because I knew when we got home it was going to be a lot more work. Y'all with me right there, right? And so you go to work. Listen, you need to work. You should, but remember, you're you're replaceable at work, but not at home. Right. And listen, before you die and your obituary is put in the paper, there'll be an ad listing your job. You're right. You're right. Amen. That's exactly right. Yes, right. And so don't hide. Don't hide in your work. Can I go ahead and put this in? I don't even know if it's in here somewhere. I might have put it, but some people, I work 40 hours. Listen, nobody's ever been successful working anything 40 hours. That's. A, I, I'm sorry. If your preacher only put 40 hours in this place, this place wouldn't be like this. Amen. Amen. And so, men, just because you put 40 hours in, don't waste all that other time. You see? I mean, you stay busy. Amen. How about this? Social media. I'm talking about putting down the phone. Step away from that device. Put There's a candy game out now, and I don't know about it, but don't do that. And there's a racing game. Don't do that either. And these war games, don't do that. I mean, if you want to do that, Praise God, go join the military. Don't don't do that. Go to Israel. They they like you right now. I'm for Israel, by the way. Don't watch that mess on the news that say, Israel is, look at all the destruction. Let me tell you why we see that. Because Israel right now would be a mess if it went for the Iron Dome. And what's Iron Dome? Listen, God gave them people in a mind that whenever the Hamas over, in, over at Gaza were, were sending over 1,200 and over 3,000 now missiles into Israel, uh, he give a mind to a man that says, here's what we'll do, we'll build something that'll blow that missile up in the air and it won't hit here, right? And why we're only seeing destruction in Gaza is because God ain't blessed them like that. Amen. Amen. If, they, if God's hand went on that place, Israel would be a mess right now. And so they say, look at the arms. No! I'm for Israel. They better be glad I ain't over there pushing the button. That's not a brawler, is it, brother? If I just push a button. That's exactly right. Whole world's against Israel, you know that? But I'm not. Amen. I'm for Israel, praise God. Thank y'all for letting me say that. Amen. But I'm saying, listen, don't do that war game either. I had a, there's a grown man that had this game set up. It's like you're sitting in a, in a race car and we went paint his house. He said, I'm going to sell this thing. And I said, what is it? He said, it's a game. And look at all this. I said, you grow up, you know, grow up. The social media, don't do that. Put, that's imaginary life. Put it down. Fix the reality to be the best. Amen. Amen. Honestly. Don't imagine things. I mean, make it, make it a reality make it a reality. Let's keep going. Men, I'm just saying, let's step up. Amen. Don't hide among the stuff when it comes to response. You men, you're to be the provider. Do you know that? You're to bring home the bacon. Praise God. I got three pound thing the other day. I'm not bring home the bacon. And so, and so listen, we're, and if you're, if you're not working to fulfill that responsibility, the Bible says this, that you're worse than the infidels. And I'm not talking about just at work. Uh, he says, if he didn't provide not for his own, especially uh, for those of his own house, he hath denied the faith and is worse than an infidel. That's, that's pretty strong. That's real strong. And so he says, if you're not even, if you're not taking care of mom and the babies, you, you're worse than an infidel. Listen, by the way, work at home. Don't go to work and then come home and plop down in an easy chair and do nothing until you got to go to work the next day. You'll never get ahead. And your marriage is going to suffer. Amen. Let me tell you why that wife likes the house just right. Because that's where God's put her heart at. Yeah. Uh-huh. Now, men, we don't carry a hole in the wall. We'll put a picture over it. Right. <laughs> Amen. Yeah. And it really don't, if, if there's, if, if we do not have shoe mold, it really doesn't matter to us. Amen, Amen brother. Luke? It don't matter. Why? Because it's kind of like, honey, we don't need shoe mold. You can walk on floors without it, right? But that's her her haven. And so I'm going to throw in for the marriage conference. You want to help mama make that home the best it can be? Amen. Amen. I'm not saying you got to have the grandest, but I'm saying if she sees something, I told them them a couple years ago, you want to help your marriage, everything she asked for, do it. That'll help you right there, praise God. That's exactly right. That'll help you. Let's keep going. Uh, your precious wife. Now, listen, uh, your marriage will suffer if you don't work at home. And your wife, who's been taking care of your youngins all day, listen, she might not even had a chance to take a bath or breathe. And so you've got to remember this. You're in this together. You're a team. Yeah. Right. So don't come home and say, I worked all day. Bless God, I'm going to say that. And mom's like, hair's upside. Well, good for you. Did you have lunch? <laughs> yeah, I went out to eat over there. I got two foot long. know. Good. I fed the babies and I, I, that's all I could get. Are you with me? Yes, are you with me? And so, we're, I tell my kids this all the time. I say, We're a team, folks. They say, God just appointed me to be your daddy. I'm no better than you. I'm your daddy. I'm, I'm the authority over you. And y'all are the youngins. And I tell them, I used to get them together often and say, Look, I've never done this. <laughs> y'all ever talk like that to you young? Most people are like, You're going to do what i say. And I just like, Look, I'm going to be honest with you. I ain't never been daddy. I don't, know what, I don't know how to do this right here. And so we're going to get through this together, all right? Yep. And then they look at me like, huh? I thought you knew everything. I'm like, I'm going to be honest with you, I don't know. I don't know everything. I mean, you start having youngins, amen, brother, and, and, and changing diapers. We ain't taught that. We ain't taught that, brother. We ain't taught that. We know how to run a water hose. Yep. <laughs> you turn the baby upside down, praise God. How's little Johnny? Well, you change diapers? Yeah. <laughs> Gave him a bath. <laughs> Listen, I'm saying this right here. You're a team, folks. Hey, Amen. We're in this together. I'm talking about we need to, we need to, you're the provider. And then, and then you're to be the protector, men. Absolutely. I know your wife can whoop you, but don't you let anybody know about it. You protect that home. Hey, Amen. That's what, about anywhere we go, Amen. Unless I'm amongst friends. If we go out to eat, I'm like this. See what's happening? Yep. What's going on? Where'd he go? The bathroom. All right. Yep. Amen. Right. Absolutely. Why? Cause God gave them to me. That's right. I protect. I protect over my wife. Yep. Absolutely. And you ought to be. Amen. Yeah. If you ain't, you ought to man up. Yeah. Absolutely. I'd tell you a story but it'll kill my testimony so I'm not going to. <laughs> yeah, I am. Let me tell you. <laughs> we was at a festival one time. This is my short message, amen brother. And so, and so, and so we was at a festival one time. We didn't have any children. And uh tap the win- and I go to the I like Apple Festival. Man, that's good stuff. I go to eat and I like that. Amen you don't like you got to. Amen. But I do. Amen. So I go there and try everything. And I was there. And me and my friend Tyler that went on mystery. We were sitting over here up against the wall. And got some stuff. She said, I'm going to go throw this away. So she walked around and threw it away. And I saw three of these young men walking down through here. And uh, I saw them. And I saw her. And I saw them. And I saw her. And they saw her. Y'all with me? Yeah. I've got all y'all like hook, line, and sinker out right <laughs> And they approached her. We didn't have any children then. They approached her and started walking around her. I told Thomas I'd be right back. I walked up there. They walked in and started saying stuff to her. If that's how you're looking for a wife, you ain't never going to find a wife. And so whenever he looked at her, he was looking at her, checking her out, and I got in his face about like that. He turned around and said, whoa, excuse me. I said, that's my wife, buddy. And he said, I'm sorry. And three of them walked away. I looked back and said, Tyler, where was you at? He said, You had it, brother. You had it. (laughs) Oh yeah. That's exactly right. (laughs) That's exactly right. And listen, if you wouldn't be like that, you ain't worth your weight and salt. Yep. Amen. Every dog needs to have a little bit of bite. Oh yeah. And you start messing with what God's given me, and we'll tango. Praise God. Amen. That's exactly right. But listen, I'm to be the protector. We're to be the figure of permanence in the home. Listen, you represent a never-changing God in your home. So what do you do? Be there. Amen. Be faithful. Be at home when you need it. Be there. When your wife needs you to be at home, you be there. And when your child needs you to be at home, you be there. Take care of them babies when your wife's sick. Be there. Make sure mom and them babies know that you're not going anywhere. Hey, man. And if you do that, you're taking them with you. How about that? And they need to know that. Husbands, your wife needs to know that you'll be there. Amen. Whenever you get mad and storm out the house, I'm just going to leave. <laughs> Shut the door. And she's like, oh, the worst thing you can do. Especially them youngins are there. And it's like, mama, what's that? Is daddy? And then they think the next day, is he going to do that again? Is he going to do that? Can I tell you, the best thing you do is let your wife and youngins know, I'm here. Yes. And they might come up things in our life, but I'm, I'm here. Amen. Like well, we're, I'm going to be here. You know? Yeah. Permanence. You're to be a figure of permanence, and you're to be the priest in the home. Pray. Men, pray. Yes. Before you go to bed tonight, pray with you, youngins. Yes. You say, well, I don't do that. It might be weird the first time, but it won't be anymore. Right. Right. Yes, That's the truth. But preach, I mean, it's kind of odd to get them together and pray. It'll just be odd the first time. I promise. Because we did it the first time. And now if I don't pray with them, they will not go to bed. 1230 of the night in Elijah. I said, son, you still reading? Yeah. Son, go to bed. I'm waiting on you. <sighs> okay. Daddy, we ain't going to bed unless you pray. Well, Amen. praise God. Amen. Amen. I'm talking about be the priest in your home. Lead in worship. Amen. Show them sacrifice. Show them you tithe. Show them you tithe. Well, was in there in the room the other day, and I wrote the tithe out. And she said, Daddy, what are you doing? I said, Baby, I'm writing the tithe here. She saw how much I gave, and I said, That's between me and you and the Lord, okay? As far as I know, she ain't told anybody. Amen. I want her to know that Daddy tithes. And then whenever the Lord gives back, you know I'm going to say? Look right here, baby. Amen. By the way, that's worship. Yes. Amen. Whenever you took up an offering, uh, the church collectively does worship together two different times. Number one is congregational singing. You're all worshiping collectively. Number two is when you give the tithe and offering. I want to be involved in both of it, don't you? And so I'm saying this, show the love of Christ, testify of God's goodness in the home. In the home, Daddy, you ought to be the one bragging on the Lord. Yes. Amen. Amen. You're to be the priest. Treat your wife as Christ does the church and gave himself for it. Why are you alive, men? For my wife. Why did Jesus live for the church? You with me? And you treat them babies as Christ loves those children. He gave himself for it. Listen here. Let me get, I've got to hurry stuff some ladies hide hide in. I'm gonna skip some. Hey, Amen. I've got to. Let me hit this. This is a good one. How about this? Ladies night out. Listen, if you've got youngins, you don't need to do that. You don't need to do that. You don't need to. I'll say that boldly. You don't need to do that. You don't need to. Do All right. I'm going to go with no kid. And, and that really shows your children that you really enjoy them, doesn't it? And then let me know how it works whenever they want to go out without you later on. You see? That's, and, and the reason I'm saying that is I know broken kids who say, well, mom would go out with her friends and she'd get all dolled up and they'd go to a really nice restaurant. Really, where'd y'all go? It wasn't me, it was her friends. Pop, man. So don't don't do that. And if you do that, I pray God will help you. I really do. I'm for you. I'm for you. How about this, social media? Uh, Pinterest breeds discontentment. It really does. I'm a crafter. I, I like to craft and build stuff and make stuff, run chainsaws and all that. I, I like that. That's my, I'm not big into hunting. I do because Elijah, he likes it. And, and fishing, we go fishing, you know. And, 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 but I, I like to make stuff when I can. Hey, Amen. Yeah. I like to do that. But, but, but sometimes, sometimes you'll start looking on there and you'll, you'll get lost in it. And then you'll say, well, I wish I had this. And so let's make sure we're not hiding that. And then self-absorbed thinking, make sure we're not doing that. Then whatever else, ladies, hide into. Listen, just help it. Amen, don't do that. Find. I'm, I'm just trying to say this. Find what's keeping you from being responsible in the home and then name it. Don't call it stuff. Amen. Listen, ladies, let's step it up. When it comes to home and responsibility in the home, listen, you're the keeper at home. You're to keep the home. Why is Solomon, he always says, uh, uh, that, that, that young man brings reproach uh, that's went wayward to his mother. Why? Because that hurts a mama. Why? Because she's the one who nurtured him. And you're the completer of the home. You're the care. Right. You're the kind, sweet, compassionate, consoler. You're the dietitian of the home. Yeah. I kept the kids and tapped the windows and spoke at a lady's thing. <laughs> she called Caitlin was just little, first time I'd ever done this. Last time I ever done that. <laughs> Not by my choice, but by mama's. Man. Man, I'm gonna tell you what to do, right? Here's so what I did. She called and said, Everything all right? I'm like, Yeah, yeah, everything's good. She she did fall. And uh, you know, she's got a minor concussion, and her head's got kind of a spot on. But other than that, we're all good. And she said, Well, have you fed her? Absolutely. What'd you feed her? Well, we had some skittles and we had some, uh, you know. I'm just naming off stuff that we would feed our youngins, you know. She said, "Oh, this can't, this ain't gonna work." So, Mama's gonna tell you what you're, you're the dietitian, Amen, and you're, you're the one to worry, yes, and to be attentive to what's being eaten in your home. Absolutely, God. And I don't have this put in here, but what what you what your child eats affects behavior. Yes. By the way, there's a lot of chemicals put in that food that'll mess a youngin' up. And I'm not one of them, you know, oh, give them. No, 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 I'm, I'm being serious. Everything, if you drink a Mountain Dew, it's going to mess with you, right. Right? right? If you give youngins things, it's going to mess with them, right? And it's just common sense. If you take a Tylenol, it's going gonna, it's gonna me- to help. It's going to do something. It's a chemical. So these chemicals that they put in these food are, are, are messing with our youngins. That's exactly right. And so be careful. We've took, out, we've took out and tried to, and this is hard, but took out all the dyes that our children eat. Red 40, blue, all that stuff. Why? Because it's, it's illegal in most every other country but America. And you know why we have it? It makes stuff look good. But it messes youngins up. It makes their, My youngins will tell you, when we eat that, they say, makes your head feel fuzzy. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> it, literally, it literally gives them like, a, uh, like what we would think is a high. And they'll do stuff and they won't even know what's happening. For years at camp, we used to give kids red Kool-Aid. I didn't know it. I just thought we won't give them honey buns, give them regular. And that bounced off a wall. going crazy. And then I'm like, no, we can't do this. Preacher, that's the craziest thing I ever heard. Go do your research on it, praise God. Eat you a bottle of that stuff, see what it does. It'll mess you up. But see, guys, we don't know that stuff. Mamas, mamas will help you right there. And she'll say, y'all want something for breakfast? You've got to have a protein. That'll last you longer. See, y'all ladies know this stuff. Y'all go to school for that. Y'all know it. If you just eat carbs, you'll burn that off and you won't, it won't stick with you the rest of the day. Well, you need some protein. That's a woman. Man, that's a blessing, ain't it? You, you women are amazing. Listen, your, your climate in the home affects the whole home. Your mood in the morning sets the whole day. That's exactly right. And ladies, love your husband. Serve your family. Love them children. You only get one shot. You only get one shot. Don't blow it. It's true. The hand that rocks your cradle rules the world. You're a warrior in the army of the Lord, not a feminist in the army of self. Yep. Amen. Let me interject a commercial there. Ms. Tapthas wrote a book, my wife. I didn't put out our stuff tonight, but if you'll go in y'all's bookstore back there, if you're visiting, they have a bookstore back here called Common Grounds. You can go in there and purchase all that stuff, all right? And that'll help you. But you're a warrior. Stuff children hide in. I'm hurt. I'm, I'm really into. stuff children try to hide in. I'm talking about children have responsibility in the home as well. And they'll use excuses. I'm too tired. We all are. You know, I didn't sleep good. Nobody does. I got one in my pillows. It didn't do it. And so, but I bought it just because I like the fella, you know? And I'll probably buy two or three more just because of that, really. And so that's just, you know, amen. But hey, we're all tired, but don't let that, don't let that be your stuff. You can take care of your youngins. Well, I can't. I'm too tired. <laughs> Eat coffee beans or something. I have to do that, chocolate-covered coffee beans. And get to going, amen. If I can get about four hours of sleep, I do good and have a cup of pot of coffee and go on. But so then the kids will say this. Kids will say, well, I always do that. Well, do it again. You ought to be good at doing it now. But so-and-so doesn't have to do it. Well, I'm not their mama's, you see. And so they'll use it. Youngins youngins were born with excuses. Y'all know it too. You youngins do that stuff. Stop it, you know. And you're hiding in the stuff. Play in your room. Well, I mean, yeah, yeah. All right. I'm going to move the other kids in your room, too, then. You see? I mean, excuses. How about this? They'll hide in entertainment. They'll say something like this well, when this show's over, I'll do it. I'd make it be over. That's just how I do it. Or when this level's complete, then I'll do it. I'd say, level complete, you know. When this song goes off, I'll do it. I'd, I'd knock a song off. And so they'll, they'll hide and stuff. And so I'm just saying this. Look, Mama's, daddies, young people, pull your weight. Yeah, yeah. Pull your weight. We're, 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 my family, listen, you know We're, we're in this thing together. Amen. Amen. We, I ain't no better than them. They ain't no better than me. Nine. Amen. Amen. And pull your weight. Youngins, when you spit your toothpaste out, clean it out of the sink. Amen. That's exactly right. That's right. Put your shoes, when you take your shoes off, I'm, I'm kind of OCD at home. When I take my clothes off, they go back into place. Yep. Amen. Amen. And if my clothes are dirty, they go in the hand. My shoes are put in there. You know, and then I go in my kids' room and I'm like, whoa. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Yes, hey Amen. No, they do. My youngest do, they really do good. They make their bed before they leave their room every morning, but I've just got little stuff that messes with me. Like when you take your socks off, put them together and throw them in the, in the, in the laundry basket. So I don't find one. For five years, I've only found one. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so, youngins, you can do that. You can do that. And listen, you don't need to be told to take a bath, kids. I took one out. no, you stink. <laughs> take a bath. Take a bath. Youngins, all youngins, raise your hand up like this. If you're a youngin, raise your hand. Raise your hand, bushy kids. Take a bath. And you ought not have somebody tell you, take a bath. Change your undergarments every day. Amen. Amen. That'll help your mom and daddy right there. Amen. And daddies, you do the same. Praise God. (laughs) So I turn it inside out and backwards, you <laughs> know. So I'm standing beside somebody. You swatting flies, or like that? What's going on around here? You know? <laughs> That's crazy. Isn't it? Listen, I'm saying, pull you, <laughs> you weight. Pour you weight. Pull you weight. When you get that, when you when you eat that food, get your plate up. Take it away. Be responsible. Amen. And you got something nasty going on. Clean it up, you know. Caitlin, ever since she was a l- a little girl, she just she's you know, first first child is is is, is I mean headstrong. That's why you got to direct them right, really. And the others will kind of see what's happening. But she'd get sick in the middle of the night. I'm talking a little. She'd go in the bathroom and 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 how can I defood herself? <laughs> and so she would defood herself. Clean it up. Go back in the bedroom. I'd go in there and say, Honey, you okay? Yeah, dad, she got sick. You know you think? Not fine. Did you clean all that up? Yeah. Man, thanks. <laughs> 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 it's, it's pretty amazing. And then we had Elijah. <clears throat> <clears throat> Listen, men, when we get sick, the world knows about it. Amen. Yeah. Hey, I can call Brother Zach when I'm sick uh, in air. Because, you know, we do that. <laughs> and so you, amen. But I'm saying, pull your weight. Pull your weight. Pull your weight. In chores and work and education. Pull your weight. I put this, preach your own funeral. Yes. Amen. Yes, I just put this down because I had to have another P. Pay your own taxes. Praise God. <laughs> and we, listen, I'd write down all the responsibilities. And here's what I would do, and I've done this. Write down all of your responsibilities that God's given you. That God's giving. you. And then prioritize them. And then whatever, whatever. And don't allow anything to, to disrupt it or drift you away from fulfilling, fulfilling those responsibilities. And that'll help you. I've done that. I've, I've been I've done that. And some things, And say, so well, this doesn't make sense for me to do this. have so, so go away. We've only got one shot at this, folks. Right. And I want to be the best husband, the best daddy in the world. But, but we've only got one shot, but we've got all of eternity to reap the benefits. You know that? Can I give you this? I'm almost done. But we see this. We see, let me go back through and see what we're going on. We see the responsibility of the reason he hid, and where he was hiding. We've named the stuff. But now I want you to look at the reinforcement that helped. Some of you, praise God. Last night, God showed you some things in your life, and you said, Lord, I want to do this. I want to do this. I want to cut this out. I want to take a step of faith. You start seeing it, and you take a step is kind of what he did here, Saul. But look what happened. Look at the reinforcement that helped in 24 and 26. Samuel said to all the people, Samuel said, see ye him who the Lord had chosen. There's none like him among all the people. And all the people shouted and said, God save the king. Samuel told the people the manner of the kingdom and wrote it in a book and laid it up before the Lord. And Samuel sent all the people away, every man to his house. Saul also went home to Gibeah, and there went with him a band of men whose hearts God had touched. Listen, when Saul stepped out and stepped up, he saw and experienced a great thing. Grand thing, here it was. He had encouragement from folks everywhere that were cheering him on and pulling for him. And so when you and I step up and start fulfilling our God given responsibility, God will send us other believers who cheer us on. Amen, look at look at who it was. I'm talking about you'll have new friends come along that'll help you and family who will guide and encourage you. Look at look who, who was the first one to encourage you. In verse 24, Samuel said, see, this is who the Lord has chosen. Yes. I tell you, when you start manning up, man, stepping up, be the man of your house and, and the God and fulfilling your God-given responsibility. And ladies, you step up and say, I want to be a lady, I want to be a mama. You start fulfilling those responsibilities. Uh, your preacher's behind you. I'm talking about your man of God is behind you, amen. amen. And he's praying for you. He's with you all along. Samuel says, he's the man of God. He said, look, here he is. Ain't nobody like him. Ain't no, what kind of guy. Look at him. Amen. Tell you, a man of God's behind you. Number two, the people of God, uh, the whole crowd shouted. The people of God are behind you. But then lastly, there was a band of brothers, he said in verse 26, that, that went home with it. And God's call will not lack God's help. God sent a band of men that had the same burden and desire as him. And look what it said. They went home with him. He said, this is the same guy who who wouldn't even want to step up and fulfill this responsibility. And now he's going back to Gibeah and a whole band of men go home with him. And said, well, God touched my heart in the same way, but I'm with you. Amen. I'm going to tell you, man, if you step up and you take on that responsibility, praise God, I'm with you. Ladies, if you step up and say, I'm going to fulfill my responsibility, listen, I'm with you. Amen. I'll go to your house with you. Amen. I'll lift you up in prayer. We saw this. We saw, we saw the reinforcement that helped. I've got to hurry real quick. Look lastly. Here's what you got to do. If you want to step up be a man in the home, if you want to step up and be a lady in the home, if you want to step up be a child in the home and start fulfilling responsibilities, you're going to have some haters. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah, because Satan hates it. He hates the home. But here's what we look at. We see the reinforcement that helped, but now I want you to look at the reaction to the haters. Verse 27, the children of Belial. That's how you have to say that word. They said, how shall this man save us? Look at the words from the ridiculers. Can I tell you this, sir? Not everyone's going to be happy when you make that choice to be responsible in the home. You're going to think so. Not everybody's happy about it. Ma'am, not not everybody's happy about you being responsible in the home. I'm talking about love your wife and your husband, loving your kids. Not everybody's going to be happy. And that's what they're doing here. They're not happy. And then they, the Bible says they despised him and brought him no presents. There's going to be some people think he's crazy. The time I'm around him, he wants to hold his wife's hand. They've been married 20 years. Crazy! I ain't doing that. Okay. Look at him. Soft. Look at him. Tell you that's a man's man. Hold your wife's hand. Hey, yes, Open the door for. Her. Watch out for. Watch out for them youngins and tell them no. And love on them. Listen, that's a big deal. You have some haters, but I want you to look at this. We see we see the words from ridicules, but now I want you to look at the wisdom from the responsible one. The last of that. Look at the last five words. But. He held his peace. They're over here like he stepped up to be responsible. He said he's gonna, he's gonna start being at home more. Look at him. <laughs> you know what you do? Don't say nothing. But he held his peace. Just go on, do it. Hey man. Don't worry about what they say. Great peace have they which love thy law. Nothing shall offend them. There's a peace that's evident when you're fulfilling the responsibility in the home. And when you, listen, when you and I can realize that, that it's God who we're to please. Amen. Not man, not even not the world. It's our children's lives who are on the line. Not the world. amen. It's my marriage that's on the line. Not the world, amen. You don't like the way I do it, that's fine. I don't like the way you do it, Amen. We'll come back in five or ten years, then let's talk. And I'm coming back to say this everybody likes the product. Everybody likes the product. But it's that process. It's that suffering for a little while. Amen. It's that sacrifice for a little while. Then you have satisfaction. And we gotta suffer we got to suffer. Hey, I'm behind you. Men, let's man up. Amen. Women, let's step up. Children, let's grow up. Let's be responsible in our home. Let's pray. Father, we love you. Thank you for loving us. <clears throat> Thank you for the attention of this crowd. Holy Spirit of God, I pray that you would do a work right now in the lives and hearts of individuals. You've already pointed things out in their heart through the word of God while the preaching was going on. Some people say that preaching's foolishness, but unto us that believe, it's the power of God. And there's power in this word. Lord, you've given us responsibilities in the home <clears throat> for us to fulfill. And only us. There's some things in my home that only I can do, and you've given me the privilege to be able to do that. There's some things in our homes that only the mamas can do. And what a privilege that is. There's some things in the home that the children, all those are the only ones that can do that. What a privilege you've given them! So I pray you'd help us, Lord, that we would step it up. We'd be just a little more responsible. We'd step up our game. We wouldn't be hiding in the stuff. When it comes time to discipline our children, we wouldn't hide in our stuff. When it comes time to love on them youngins, we wouldn't be hiding in the stuff. When our wives and our husbands need us, we wouldn't be hiding amongst the stuff. But we'd step out. We'd step up. We'd be responsible. God, you'd give us those you already have in my life that have encouraged me along the way pray that you'd help me be an encouragement. And when the haters come, we just keep silent, knowing that we're in the perfect will of God. I'm ask this tonight while the Abel's playing. Mama's, daddy's, maybe some things here. The Spirit of God has revealed some things. Why don't you, why don't you come? you come find a place. I say thank God for the altar. Why don't you come and find a place here? Husbands, probably be good to get your wives your children together. It's a home conference, family conference and say God help me to be responsible. Help me to be responsible. You may be here and you you, you're the only parent here. You don't, there's the, the other, your significant other isn't here. maybe you say, Lord, I'm still going to be responsible. God bless these that are coming. Would you come? Would you come? Would you come? Children, there's some things in the home that you're responsible over. You don't need to be reminded of that. Why don't you come tonight and say, Lord? Listen, youngins. Your mama shouldn't have to tell you to clean your toys up out of the out of the house out of the out of the room every time. And maybe some of you little kids like to just come up here and say, "Lord, Lord, I want I want to help today by cleaning up my toys. I'm gonna help today by brushing my teeth. I'm gonna start brushing my teeth at night time. And so, mom and daddy don't have to tell me. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Hey, maybe, listen, young man. Man, you've been getting strong. Mom and daddy's been seeing you be getting strong. They're looking at you. They're, man, he's growing up. And it's just about time. Man, it's just about time where you can, you can get that trash bag out. It's heavy. Man, that's a heavy thing. You, you might want to help daddy start getting that trash can, getting that trash out. Wow. Why don't you come and say, Lord, Lord, I want to start doing that. I want to start doing that on. Some of you kids, listen, you got good shoes on. Man, those are nice shoes. And daddy's worked hard for them shoes. He bought them shoes for you. Ain't that amazing? Maybe you say, you know what? I'm going to start taking care of them shoes. I'm going to start putting them in my closet. I'm going to start putting them beside my bed. And when mom and daddy see that, they're going to see that, you know what? I'm glad I got them shoes. Hey, why don't you, some of you, the youngest, come and say, I'm going to ask God to help me remember that. That'd be, that'd be amazing. Amen. Some of you daddies, listen, want, we got to be responsible. It was the responsibility of the Father. Listen to me. It was the responsibility of the Father. Listen now. The responsibility of the Father. Oh, to place the blood over top of the doorpost and on the sides of it. Daddy, that's a grand responsibility. You are the one to sacrifice the most. I'm not giving up. Wait a minute. You're the one to sacrifice the most in your family. You're the one, you're the one Not the preacher. You're the one that should be telling the gospel to your children. You're the one that should be concerned the most about their salvation. You're the one. Why not come tonight and ask God to help us? Your preacher's coming. Would you come?